Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, everybody, to the Messy Walk Podcast. This is episode 68. My name is Chloe. I'm here with Pastor Adam. Hey, hey. And we are currently in a series we are calling Running on Empty. Um, This was an idea brought to us by our campus pastor at our other campus for our church. His name is Matt. And he gave us this idea for um, different like spiritual disciplines that we do when we're running on empty or feeling kind of drained and discouraged. Am I describing this right? The way you're looking at me is stressing me out. (laughs) Kelly's a little nervous right now, yeah. folks, because, because uh, we, we have, have a, a live studio audience, audience <laughs> which you never do. Um, so Matt gave us the idea, so he's in the room right now. He can't talk or say anything because he didn't have a microphone, right. but he's here. So but you don't here. know that, except we had to tell you because yeah. it's awkward for it's, us. Yeah, it's so, making me nervous. And I'm sure but he we're feels glad awkward he's here. Too. Yeah. yeah, right. Um, so yeah, the, the concept was, so we started it, what, two episodes ago, right? So we're in the middle of the series right now, short little series. They're all short episodes of the fact that you, maybe you're running on empty. And what do we do when we're running on empty? So as mm-hmm. as Christ followers, when we're running on empty, what do we do? And so that running on empty might be from, you know, you've, there's, it's been a troubling time. There's been trials. It's been a crazy busy season, and you just don't feel like you have anything left to give. Um, and I think that we all, for the most part, everybody that I talk to can relate to this over the mm-hmm. last two years or so. I mean, virtually everybody that I know is sort of feels that whole running on empty kind of thing, right? Like you like you walk through something difficult or it has been challenging or it's been different like the last couple of years have been. And so you just kind of feel kind of worn out, um, maybe in a negative way, maybe not, uh, discouraged. Um, it, you just basically kind of feel like your tank is empty, which means you don't have anything to give. And so you just kind of Maybe you're going through the motions or whatever. And so the, the what we're talking about is what do we do as Christ followers when we feel this way? Mm-hmm. So when we acknowledge and see that we are running on empty, what is it that we do? And so what we realized is well, what we do, the advice that we would give to somebody that's running on empty, the advice mm-hmm. you would give to me if it was me, or if the advice that we would give to you on this podcast as Christians, as Christ followers um, – is that we would push you back to the spiritual disciplines. And so when you're running on empty, we would go back to the spiritual disciplines of, well, like the first week, you need to pray. Um, And then last week, you need to rest. But what we realized is is that we don't want to give those cliche answers. So when you are running on empty, the cliche answer of, well, just pray. And then you just go pray. And now all of a sudden, your tanks fill back up. That's That's not true. It's not accurate. And when you're running on empty, that won't work. I don't think it'll work ever because I don't think the, I don't think the cliche answer of a spiritual discipline is the fix for our problems, right? Yeah. And so when we say in first episode, when we say pray, mm-hmm. if you're running on empty, pray. We do not mean just go pray. Right. What we mean is is to get gut level honest with God. And so we talked about that in the first episode of this series, which I think was sixty six. Yes, yes, 66, yes, 66. is get gut level honest with God. Um, we just we're, we're teaching a message right now. We just ended up recording it. I have no idea when this mess when this podcast comes out. So I don't know what days Me I'm referencing either. right now. But <laughs> I just recorded it today. And the the bottom line is is it's okay to be honest with God. 
get gut level honest with God. So when we talk about running on empty and how the spiritual discipline would help fill that tank back up, it's not found in just this blase prayer. It's found in gut level honesty with God. So that was the first one in the series and kind of started it off. And then last week we talked about another one would be rest, but we don't mean take a vacation. We don't mean take a couple of days off. That will not work. That right. will not fill up your empty tank. That what we're talking about is a new rhythm and getting back into the rhythm that God has created. So in other words, we're looking at what does Sabbath really look like, not just once every now and then, but played out in a rhythm in our lives. And so that was last week's episode. That was 67. So today, back to this whole idea of running on empty, what else do you do? So we're going to hit you with another spiritual discipline, and then we're going to talk about what that really means. And so if you find yourself running on empty like you don't have anything else to give, um, you need to practice the spiritual discipline of being in the Word of reading the Bible. Mm -hmm. Now that sounds very cliche, right? So once again, this sounds like something that Christians would just throw out an answer to, and then everybody would be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you just said read your Bible. You know, of course I know I need to do that, but I don't think that's going to fix this. And I do read my Bible and that's not really doing it. And you know what I mean? Like it just feels, Oh yeah. does that not feel like an answer that you would just hear? That's like the church people's answer to yes, all problems. It would feel like someone's answer that they would say that when they didn't know what to say. <laughs> like they didn't know how to help you. So they would just be like, mm, read your Bible. Yeah, just read your Bible. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. <laughs> but I still think that it's the correct advice. I just think that we have the wrong um, picture of what that really means. And so when you feel like you're running on empty, when you feel like you don't have anything else to give, when you're discouraged, you're, you know, you're worn out, whatever, and you say read the Bible, here's what you don't do. Don't do what you typically would do when we say that. And so don't just go to the Bible and find some encouraging piece of scripture. Don't K-love the Bible, right? K-love, positive, positive encouraging, encouraging K-love. <laughs> don't just go try to find positive, encouraging verses. That's usually what we do when we are lacking encouragement. We open up the Bible and look directly for encouragement. Yeah. What I'm saying to you is, is that's not going to work in a season where, I don't think it ever works, but it's not going to work in a season where you feel wore out like it's that's not going to put enough gas back in the tank yeah um that would be like you buying a dollar's worth of gas right now do you know how much gas costs right now as we're recording this podcast it's like five dollars a gallon right five dollars a gallon it's insanity everybody's going to time capsule and someone will listen to this many many years from now be like five dollars a gallon that was so So hopefully they'll say that was so uh, expensive i am not that old (laughs) I am not that old. I know some of you think that I'm old. I am not that old. I am only 41 years old. And my first job, I sold gas for 89 cents a gallon. That's crazy. 89 cents. That's insane. I've never seen gas that Back cheap when before. I was driving, when I was a teenager, when I first got my license, if you you knew how much gas you could get by how many dollars you had. So that was it always was about a gallon. So you knew that if you had $10, you could get 10 gallons of gas. Like right now, gas is five dollars a so gallon. Expensive. So if I told you to go buy one dollar of gas, you're only getting a fourth of a gallon, right? <laughs> Nothing. Not barely getting anything. Just a drop. <laughs> you're getting enough to to get to the next gas station. Yeah. I mean, that's about it. That's what I think happens when you're running on empty, your tank's empty, and then you're going to go to the Word because that's the discipline you should do, and you just go grab an encouraging verse. Yeah. I don't think it's going to do it. I think it's going to give you a dollar's worth of gas yeah. in a $5 a gallon environment. And so what I what I suggest, and this is a quick episode. We won't go long. Yeah. And you can go practice it. Mm-hmm. What I suggest is, and this is what has worked for me as a person who is sort of chronically run on empty, <laughs> I, I tend to not do very good at self-care. Um, uh, 
so I'm not good at self care at all. Um, I don't, I don't rest like I should. I don't take time to um, do hobbies. Right. I, I tend to push everything to the max all the time. Um, and so I tend to get in these situations where I'm discouraged and worn out. Problems bother me. And so when there's an issue or something, I overthink it, right? Overthinkers Anonymous. Chloe's is in that club as well. Yes. Overthink everything. And so which ends up leaving me a lot of times with not very much left in the tank. And so what I have found is, is that if I'm going to get in the word and it's going to build that tank back up to make me feel less empty, where I do have something to give, mm-hmm. it's going to have to be a deeper in-depth study of the Bible that's going to work. Yeah. Because if I sit down and I read an encouraging verse, it's not going to do a lot for me. Yeah. So what we're suggesting is, is that the spiritual discipline of reading the word is correct. The method of just finding some encouraging peace and moving on, finding some bumper sticker verse is not going to work. Yeah. What we are saying instead is is to find your hurt in the scripture. Mm-hmm. Like that's worth writing down. Find your hurt in the scripture. If you will look into the Bible and you will purposely try to try to try to read the actual story for what it is, understanding the context and then try to find your hurt in somebody else's story in the scriptures. That will open it up. And what you will see is, is that the encouraging verse that you're talking about almost always has some hurt preceding it and some hurt coming after it. And so if you find your hurt there, Mm -hmm. then it opens up your eyes in such a bigger way to the encouragement that's there. So, for example, one of the widest, well-known, used verses of all time for encouragement Christians love to do this. They've got it on coffee cups. They wear it on T-shirts. They put it on bumper stickers, right? It's Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, which virtually, I bet everybody can say yeah. by memory. Go for it, Chloe. Yeah. So it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Yeah, and people cling to this verse all the time, mm-hmm. right? And, and, you know, it's God is for me. He has plans to proper, prosper me, give me hope and a future. Right, and he's not just saying it; he's like declaring it. Right, mm-hmm. like some of your translations, because I grew up saying this was was uh, "Thus saith the Lord," which is just him declaring. Right, yeah. you know, so it's this big thing: "Thus saith the Lord." Right, what's he saying? What's he declaring? I yeah. got you. Right, I got you. Got a future, and you got hopes, and you got dreams, and you got plans, and I'm for those things. And he and he uses the word that Christians love to use lately, which is the word "prosper." Mm-hmm. Right. And so it means that we're going to thrive. And so when we're discouraged, we tend to grab that verse. But I'm telling you right now, if you don't go deeper in the scripture, that ain't filling up your tank. Because yep. it's too easy to dismiss it. You can read that verse and go, I'm going to get some encouragement from this and go, well, that's not for me. Right. Like I'm in a season where that's not the case. Right. How do I know God wants to do that? And But if you look for your hurt, then the encouragement will illuminate that much brighter and it will actually work. So for example, this almost always works by the way, just go back and read the verses that are coming before that encouragement verse. So in this case, for example, in Jeremiah 29:11, everybody knows 29:11. What they need to pay attention to is that particular promise is being made in the to a group of people that are described prior to verse 11. So if you just went back to verses 1 through 10, what you will end up with in chapter 29 is you'll see that God is talking specifically to 
exiles. He's talking about to the people of Israel who are in exile, which means they are citizens of a different nation. They're now forced to be in this particular nation. Um, They are longing for home. Their allegiance is to home, Mm -hmm. but they're here. And so what he says is, is don't just sit around and whine and complain. And also don't, people of God, decide to exclude yourself from the community and live like you're in some Christian commune somewhere, yeah. right? Don't be the, the chosen over here in the corner hiding from the world. He tells them right before that to build homes, have babies, get married, settle down, pray for the community that you're in, pray for the town, pray for the people, even though these aren't your people, even though you're from somewhere else. Pray for it because if it does well, then you do well, even though you're supposed to be from somewhere else. Um, and then he then he leads with right before this he tells them that it's going to be seventy years, and so he's literally saying to the majority of people hearing it, you ain't going to make it to verse eleven, right? You're not going to be there, but it's coming, yeah. and so it's coming for the people and for people in general. But you personally might not make it there, and so this whole idea of being, I mean, I don't know. I think that Christians should be able to relate to being in exile. Peter talks about the fact that that's exactly what we are, that we are exiles here, that we are citizens of a different nation. In other words, our allegiance is to the kingdom of God and to heaven, and this is a temporary home. This is temporary. But we're still supposed to work in it, thrive in it, build homes, raise children, but knowing that that stuff's there. So, so in other words, things are going to be difficult here. And there, things are going to be hard. And yeah. there are going to be lots of seasons where you go, what the crap is going on with this government? What in the world is going on with this disease, this sickness? Why are all these people shooting all these people? Like, this place is bizarre. Um, and he's telling us to pray for it. Like, in other words, there's going to be some very discouraging times. But know that I do have plans for you. That my ultimate plans, God's ultimate plans are for good and for blessing. And, and that those are there. And even though you may not see them, they're there. And that, to me, will fill up your tank if you're running on empty way more than just grabbing some some coffee cup verse, mm-hmm. right? You know that who he's talking to are people in real crap. Right. Like they're in real trouble. Mm-hmm. And it's not good. And it's not wonderful. And they're having to kind of get along. And so when I, when I find my hurt in the scripture, the pieces where there is, a, there is this encouragement, then it makes sense to me. Yeah. Right then, it, then it is a way. So that's the, that's how you've got to read the Bible. You've got to read it where there is a story happening. Put yourself in the story and find yourself there. Like what we talked about last week or week one, week one of this series, so sixty six. We we talked about prayer and being gut level honest, and I brought up Lamentations, mm-hmm. right? Which is Jeremiah literally writing uh, five poems about how bad things are. And right in the middle of Lamentations of the whole book, the central middle verse is him saying, I call to mind the goodness of God. Great is thy faithfulness. Your mercies are new every morning. If you go just grab, your mercies are new every morning, great is your faithfulness, and you expect that to fill up your tank, that's not going to work. But if you look at it as Jeremiah is literally in depression, sitting in a cell, Mm -hmm. in a dungeon, up to his waist and armpits in mud, literally. And then he's saying, though, in that mess, God's faithful, God's good, he cares for me, and every single day when the sun comes up, he's got new mercy on me, yeah. right? 
that changes things. That makes it so much more real at that point, right? Now now it's something I can really grab a hold to because it's encouragement, but it's coming from pain. Yeah. And so if you can find your hurt in Scripture, you are so much more likely to be building back up your tank, your reserve, um, to, to, to get to the point where you feel like you have something to give again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Does yeah. that make sense? Yes, absolutely. I was also thinking while you're saying it, like, you, if you go to the scripture and you're basically saying this, I'm probably just rewording it, but um, if you go to the scripture looking for something encouraging, which like I'm not trying to say this is like, yeah, if because people out there do that, I do that, yeah, we I all do that, do it. like that scripture in Lamentations, like my favorite scripture in the whole world, but I ignore the stuff before it, right. and the stuff after it too. That? I just go for like those two. How many people do you think don't know that? How many people do you think know? Um, his mercies are new every morning, great is your faithfulness. Oh, yeah. And have there's a no song clue, too. right? Yeah. Have no clue what the rest of that oh, whole yeah. book is about. I have no idea. So like yeah. I'm not saying like if you do that, you know, no, I'm right there with you. But like when we do that, um, we miss out on like, well, what do I do in here and now? Because like that verse in Jeremiah, if you go to for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Well, that's great, but that's what about right now? You know, like what do I cling yep. to right now? How right. do I and like what you were saying in that entire chapter like god tells them what to do like pray and do all these different things and they you miss out on all of that on the what to do now when you just go for the encouraging stuff yes that's a great way to put it my other thought i think i've forgotten it um oh i was just gonna say like from experience like times that i know for a fact like when i'm going through hard stuff like i remember i can't remember what psalm it was but i was going through something i don't remember what i was going through but um I went to my Bible looking for something encouraging. And so like Psalms, like it's kind of like sing songy. Sometimes it's really sad. <laughs> I was looking for like one of like the happier ones. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. will praise the Lord. Or praise the Lord. Yeah, yeah. And I found one and it was like so sad, but it was how I was feeling. Yeah. And I read it and I was like, no way. Like there's no way. I just like flipped to this so perfectly. And like I was looking for something encouraging. I started to read it and I was like, oh man. And then it like actually ended up being exactly what I yeah. need. I ju- it just makes you feel like, God understands because this is in his word. And if I'm reading this, like someone else has felt this way, exactly. then for one thing, I'm not the first person that's gone through something really difficult. And then secondly, like God knows how I'm feeling because it's in his word. It shows you human condition, right? Yeah. Like when think about how amazing it is that you can go find the hurt that you're feeling in scripture. Yeah. Right. God could have left all that stuff out. Right, because what it does is when you put these hurts in there, it ends up people end up using it to cast doubt on the fact that God exists in the first place. So you could have left all this out and it'd been nothing but encouraging stuff. Yeah. But there's something significant that God has left in there so that you can see your hurt in the story, mm-hmm. which causes you to be honest with him. Like there is something about knowing that you are not alone in how you feel, think, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like there's something very significant about that. If you've ever been in a situation where you were the only person in a room that was like this, like if you found yourself in a situation where you were the only person in the room that was this color, or if you found yourself where you're the only person in the room who, this happened to me lots of times, that is bald, right? <laughs> or, you know, I'm just making up stuff, but I mean like the color yeah, one's for real. Yeah. If you find yourself, there is something so great about feeling like oh hold up i'm not the only one yeah it reminds you of the human condition yeah and so to me it is ridiculously amazing to be able to find in scripture hold up i'm not the only one that felt this way yeah And, and what's amazing about that too is if you pay attention to who it is so like in both of the references we just referenced god's using jeremiah to do these pieces right jeremiah like he's one of i mean if you look through scripture he is a faithful prophet of God from the time he's a little boy. I mean, this dude is a juggernaut in the faith. 
and even he is sitting in a pit of despair in Lamentations, right? Mm-hmm. And in and in Jeremiah here, when he's declaring to the people, even he is saying, it ain't going to be with so good sometimes. So here's what you need to do, right? But God's good, and he has plans and hopes for the future. So when you can find yourself in the Scripture, you're hurt. But then you can find your hurt in somebody who is, this sounds bad, more significant than you, Yeah. right? I mean, like, I find a lot of connection with Peter, but not the good stuff, the bad stuff, <laughs> right? And he's way more significant in the kingdom of God than I am. Uh, let's just face it. Um, and yet there's something about when I find out that he doubts himself, that he's constantly having being arrogant and is hot-headed and spouts off of the mouth too quick. There's something about – and the pain that he feels. Like when he feels like he's screwed up too far to be redeemed, you know, too far to be redeemed. And then that's when Jesus comes to him and goes, you know, do you love my sheep? Then feed them, right? And next thing you know, Peter, who thought he was too far gone – is now preaching at Pentecost, and now he's the most awesome preacher ever made, right? I want to be the most awesome preacher ever made, but I find my hurt in Peter's story, not just the good stuff. And there's something, there's something so significant in knowing that we are all human on the same level mm-hmm. and finding that condition. Now, that starts to open up the positives in a huge way. Like if I only looked at the positives of Peter, and Peter preached at Pentecost and 3,000 people were saved, right? And then, then that would be my, my thing. Like, All right, I can do this. Let's go <laughs> preach. But if I look back and realize, well, hold up, Peter thought that he was no good too. Yeah. Peter thought that he was too far gone too. Peter had screwed up and sinned too. Find the hurt there makes that encouraging piece of Scripture shine like crazy because mm-hmm. then you really get it. Right. Do you really understand it? Like you right. were saying a minute ago, do you really understand Lamentations twenty, Lamentations 3? 22 through 23. 22 through 23. Do you really understand it if you don't know Lamentations 1 through 20? Right. I don't think you do. I don't think you can really grab it if you don't know the hurt that's there with it. Yeah. So that's what we're saying. So back around, we'll close out. Um, if you are running on empty, you find yourself running on empty, don't have anything else to give, worn out, tired, beat up, whatever it is, the spiritual disciplines are important. Read the Bible, but don't just go cherry pick some encouraging verse. Get deep with it and find your hurt in the scripture. Then you will begin to fill up your tank with more than a dollar's worth of gas. Yeah. Um, so that's our that's our one for today. Short little one. I don't know how long we went. but Yeah. Someone commented on the podcast page, and they were talking about how much they appreciate the short ones because it's easier to keep up with everything that sense. we're saying. And I, was, I feel the same way. Like, even being a part of them, I'm like, I feel like I can keep track way more of, like, yeah. what's going on. But I think what I me like and Chloe it. decided is, is we're going to do them based on the the – Content. Yeah. So if the content drives it to be 45 minutes, and that's what we'll do. If the content drives it to be 20, right now we're in some 20s. And a matter of fact, the right. next series coming after this one is short episodes too. Right. So we'll be in that for a while. Yeah. So we'll check good. check out the ones before. Yes. And then we're going to hit you up with another one next week. We'll go ahead and tell it to you. It is talking about just having faith and believing. I'm interested. We'll hit that up next week. I'm interested to see where we're going to go with that one. So, thanks for joining us today. Be sure and to our keep studio up with audience. Oh, thanks yeah, for being yeah, here. thanks studio, studio audience. Clap Woo-hoo. studio audience. <laughs> it's like the can. I wish we had like canned laughter or something that we oh, could use. That'd be use. awesome. Hey, John, when you edit this, put that in. There. Right. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much for joining us on the podcast today. Um, have a great week. We'll be back next week with another episode. So we'll talk to you then. See you later. Bye. 
Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.